Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. (gasps) That's right, guys. It's time to talk about Doctor Who Oxygen Season 10, Episode 5 here on the AfterBuzz TV Doctor Who After Show. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey there, Whovians. Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV, where we're talking about Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Alright, it's already off to a really weird start. We're yeah, technically yeah. not even like supposed to be on the air yet. We started early. But thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we're talking about Season 10, Episode 5, Oxygen, Crazy Adventures in Space. We're oh going to talk about the Doctor, Bill, more discussion of the vault, even though we don't really have more Much information, but we can right. speculate <laughs> even further. You can bet that we will. Um, I'm your host, Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. The whole panel's back this week. To my left. Tori J. Miller! <laughs> you can find me at Tori J. T. You are right. J. Way. It's Dave Child. You can find me at Mr. Dave Child or DaveChild.com. Returning us to normalcy. Hi, I'm Adrian Snow. (laughs) (laughs) You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. That's M S E D R I N S N O W. Ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh. Sorry, we're putting so much excitement into this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love, <laughs> I love the uh, the chat. Um, if you guys are listening to this or watching this later, you can always join us live at AfterBuzz TV uh, on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the chat's already making me smile because Renji said he found this episode. Or she, I actually don't know anybody's real names. Right. Uh, I found this episode... Breathtaking. Oh, oh, snap. Yum, 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 yum. I like it. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much. Uh, let's let's dive into oxygen. Yes. Um, Suck it in. I loved this episode. I loved it. I thought this was the best episode of this season so Ooh, far. And I, I have to say, after... Last week's episode that I thought was the worst episode of this season, <laughs> I thought it was great to be like suddenly like, okay, good. This is everything I love in a Doctor Who episode. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree with yeah. you on mm-hmm. this. This is easily the most fun I've had on an episode Yeah, uh, season 10. And it was intense and it was great, great drama, great like suspense, and it had... It had kind of a social theme in it as well, mm-hmm. and it had everything that I love out of Doctor Who. So, yeah, yeah. Like even the small gripes that I had, yeah, don't really affect no. my enjoyment of the episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was back to Doctor Who form where it, it's the corridors, mm-hmm. it's the, uh, it's the. <laughs> like how that's a first thing. <laughs> Corridors. corridors. Love them corridors. That's what you need, son. Yum, yum, yum. He excels in oh, them corridors. He's like corridors. running around. He's like, here's a door. There's a door. Talking about Everywhere how doors door, open. Door versus Bam. Corridor. yes. corridors. Um, <laughs> you might say that's the way. The hallway. Damn. Damn. This is an, I'm yes. enjoying this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a classic uh, Doctor Who episode, which I appreciated. There, you know, for me, I am kind of like vault antsy. Like, can we get to the big story? But overall, I did enjoy the episode. It was nice to have their their little space adventure because I feel like that's kind of a yeah. We got we got to touch the space adventure at least once in a season. Yeah. Um, and I like that. I liked what they. I just always loved the interaction between Bill and the Doctor and. I'm always down for some space zombies. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They were so creepy. Yeah, the creepy, mm-hmm. good creepy zombies, good creepy, like, monsters. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I like, too. I just want, 
I want the creepier the better, and this was yeah. a nice creepy, creepy uh, start. And it I, was it was creep. I mean, because like with no context, we're on a space station to mm-hmm. kick us off, mm-hmm. and there's like a spacesuit zombie. Yeah, yeah, just floating. I guess is the best way I could describe it's, it. I mean, it's a suit that's actually the the villain, but yeah, right. the dead body is in there for you know effect. Yeah, so, and yeah. it reminded me of the silence in the library too. Because mm-hmm. that was another suit being controlled yeah. mm-hmm. by another force, and there just happens to be a dead body in the suit. Right. Yeah. And that's what makes it extra creepy is, like, the skeleton flopping around, or, in this case, the zomb- the dead bodies, the corpses that just happen to be in the suits. And you can also tell that this version of dead bodies and suits is, like, a little bit more adult. Because yeah. it was definitely one of those moments where I was eating, and then the zombie popped up on the screen, and I was like, oh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't eat. I shouldn't eat right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> Out of respect I, for the zombies. I know. I just like this feels. I feel. I'm one of those people who's like, if you've seen um, Lost Boys, if there's like there's maggots in your mouth and I'm eating spaghetti, right. I'll be like, oh, oh god. So that's uh, I literally yeah. ate spaghetti during this episode. <laughs> and you were fine. <laughs> And then a yeah. chestburster came out of your <laughs> yeah. Right? But no, yeah, it was uh, good to see the zombies return. Yeah. yeah. I also felt that they were very Borg-like, which was maybe just because of the Star Trek reference at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. Final Frontier. But it did have a... Because they walked like robots. Yeah. And yet they were bluish dead bodies. So mm-hmm. that was enough to be, like, Borgy. And then there was also when they had to... When they repaired the lock, they all kind of moved together in yeah. unison and I was also very Borg-like mm. so that was kind of Oh, nice. the way they like parted mm-hmm. the, the way they yeah. parted and the one guy who can fix the lock kind of mm-hmm. comes up and fixes the lock yeah. that was very like swarmy and they moved in a swarm so it was a lot like the Borg yeah also in the way that they like repaired the suits was very much like they're assimilating you into the, being zombies as well yeah. right and yeah. getting rid of the organic component that yeah. was really Borg-like yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a cool so like so with the suits it was sort of they were networked together so it was like one organism mm-hmm. yeah. in a sense like mechanical but one organism yeah mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean I, I always like that it's, it's just a computer acting through many arms yeah yes yeah. And I also like it when there, whenever there's a sci-fi component that's just one command that's taken wrong by an AI, and that's or taken right by the mm-hmm. AI in this case, but it's a simple command, and that's just get rid of the organic component in your suit. Yeah. And that was the only thing that's kind of spreading as a virus amongst all these suits. Which is the second time we've had that theme, uh, because with the smile bots, it was the, kind of the same thing. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. There's been a lot of uh, also just like political puns this episode or this season overall. I'm yeah. like, Mr. Moffat, you got something to say? What's going on? But like, <laughs> right. uh, just even more like the whole idea of like when he shows them the, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on the The psychic paper. Psychic paper. Uh, he, he, they go, oh, you're part of the union? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the whole idea of just like the corporation like controlling it and capitalism. And they made a, that whole speech he has at the end where he's talking about capitalist. And so yeah. that was nice to see. And then I think my favorite part was watching Bill have uh, her like white person moment with the blue guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, even her being like, your name's Darren. He's like, Dachron. I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow, way to go there. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, I was like, that's really cute. I'm used to be on the other side of this. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm not. And usually. then he's like, why? And then walks away. <laughs> and that was a nice moment because yeah. it's like, oh, right, we've evolved past that. At that point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I was curious if he was like uh, from the, I don't know if this is offensive. I thought he might have been from the same people as Dorian uh, Maldovar. Okay. I had to look up his last name. Are uh, they aliens? Oh, yeah. The well, only because like they never go into like who he is or like mm-hmm. okay. they don't they don't get into like what the history of this guy is with the humans here or like right. who they're working for. We mm-hmm. get vagaries. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the fact that they're with an alien, I, I was intrigued. Okay, because like in the behind the scenes piece with the actor who was the blue, da, da Ron, Ron. Um, he was saying that he is human but he's like just genetically different okay. oh interesting yeah right so just don't call him a blue person yeah it's like blue yeah. american i think no <laughs> oh no is that wrong oh no just blue he, just blue he could be from uh, <laughs> britain you don't yeah. know okay, okay. he's blue like all my friends are blue or i love all my I, have all my, I have a lot of friends i have a lot of friends are blue. Are blue. yeah yeah, yeah. some of my friends yeah 
Yeah. And now so does he because of the zombies. Oh. oh. oh poor taste? Poor oh. taste? They were great. Too soon. <laughs> okay. Too speaking soon. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of dis- dissing bodies, I really liked, uh, going back to zombies, um, and Bill, um, her reaction to the guy being stuck in the suit and how she felt like it was really disrespectful yeah. of his dead right. body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she I, wanted to, like, take him out or, like, lay him down or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because you wouldn't want your body, like, basically encased in, in the thing that killed it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you were hit by a car, you wouldn't want to be, like, put in that car for the rest of your life. Right. I mean, <laughs> Not me. That's how I want to go. <laughs> it's kind of like a Cyberman reference, just because I happen to be watching the season with Danny Pink when he becomes a Cyberman, even though, you know, yeah. it's a weird time. Yeah. I don't know but, what season um, you're talking about. What? <laughs> Nothing happened. Yeah. Season. Oh, great. That yeah. eight. Eight. Yeah. What? That was, I was joking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that season, <laughs> like, um, is that the one we don't talk about? Yeah. Um, there was yeah. a there was a, some a lot of I looked up um, uh, research this episode on the BBC site, mm-hmm. and Ganymede is kind of a go to like space reference that they bring up a lot, but it's also mentioned as uh, the Ganymede. Oh, I wrote this down. Ganymede, Ganymede uh, Beacon was the human made space station in Revenge of the Cybermen. Oh. So it might have been in connection to that. I kept thinking of Red Dwarf. Because hmm. they talk about Ganymede a lot in Red Dwarf, even though that's like a whole different series. <laughs> that's about miners and a mining ship, so I wondered if it was kind of a nod towards Red Dwarf. What, uh, which one is Retur- is Revenge of the Cybermen? Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't go that extensive in my research. I just saw this, but it's uh, the episode called Revenge of I the mean- Cybermen. There is that interesting thing that he just... It's just a throwaway comment about, like, do you think... Like, how they think the AI is dumb. So that could be. And just even the whole, like, concept of a a corpse um, basically living within a metal body or suit. Right. That that could be a tie-in there that maybe... Maybe we're watching the dawn of the Cybermen in in some type of weird, twisted way. And we Uh, do know that... Revenge of the Cybermen was a Tom Baker story. Right. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Cool. Yeah, it feels like a Tom Baker-y title. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, and we know we're building up to these original Cybermen, so maybe that's, maybe that's kind of a nod towards that coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Also, I like the red eye on the suit was kind of a Hal reference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it looks had, very Hal. Yeah, and yet the voice was also, I feel like they were able to parody Siri, parody those Amazon Echo things. Mm-hmm. And Alexa. Al- yeah, and yeah. also parody the paperclip guy. In, oh, yes. in Microsoft Word, because it was That's just old school. Yeah, but it was like, oh, it looks Clippy. like you're trying to run. Let his me name, help you hey, with that. Hey, right. his name is Clippy. Sorry, yeah, don't never forget Clippy. Clippy, never. I forgot about your Clippy tattoo that <laughs> you made talk every time we have a problem. Um, it also reminded me of the computer from Portal. Right, if you've ever played those games, Glados, Glados, yes. That that was my thought. <laughs> this Good. is a <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's, it, it fits in with a lot of the AI storylines. Yeah. Um, but what I thought was interesting and where this episode really, like, took off in, like, a great, like, sci-fi commentary element was, is it the computer misinterpreting a directive? Mm-hmm. Is it, or is it the computer deciding something or is it a nefarious capitalistic hand that is demanding uh, or that is like just willing to kill all of its I mean, the minute they mentioned that they had bosses that, you know, they were trying to reach out to, I was like, oh, the bosses did it. Maybe uh, maybe I'm just very cynical and I've worked for enough corporations to understand how they operate. And that that in the future, far enough in the future, if corporations still have all the power, then they will just kind of, like, kill people to get rid of them. Well, also, didn't the, uh, the oxygen tank say, like, oxygen credits? Yeah. yeah. Like, so as soon as I saw that oxygen. in the opening, I was just like, yeah. oh my god, this is going to get dark. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad it was, I kind of knew it was building up to the corporation is bad, but I... Corporations, man. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that theme that I don't mind yeah. if it's like, oh, it's exactly what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It's I'm not disappointed by that turn. Well, look, mm-hmm. I mean, in the real world, like, corporations are, like, running amok right now and doing all kinds of craziness. It's mm-hmm. not... I, I wouldn't... It doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility by any means mm-hmm. right. that this could be the level. And I think the idea with, like, the the 
the mythical union mm-hmm. is like maybe there is maybe there is a union out there yeah but that or, is like trying to like save all of these workers who mm-hmm. are being like not just abused but murdered yeah uh it, it, as the companies try to save money and yeah. also the fact that there if there is a union it's mythical it's like we've heard tell of a union right that should not be the case yeah, there should yeah. be a union always. There's no workers' rights because there's no one looking out for them. Yeah, right. there was some case I read it just in passing, like because you you know we all consume way too much news nowadays. But mm-hmm. um, of a story of a company that felt it was easier to pay out like uh, death benefits to the family than to pay for insurance for yeah. the workers, and so rather than pay more for the insurance to take care of them, they just would when they died, pay out the benefits to their family. Yeah, and that also yeah. feels like when, as soon as you said that, I assumed it's something about coal miners or something. Yeah, it, feels it sounds like, like that. it, or like nuclear. Which is interesting mm-hmm. that this episode is about miners in space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it still feels like it's corporations uh, exploiting miners that are, rather than being underneath the Earth, they're literally above the Earth. They're, yeah. You know, they're in space. So it's it's a nice parallel because of that. Also, yeah. just great suit designs. I, I while we're talking about the suits a little earlier, yeah. Because um, the the Halo. heads, the mm-hmm. halos, or the the, the helmets, field. Mm-hmm. the helmets were really interesting. But I, I wondered, like, oh, why do they look so flimsy? And then to be revealed later that the air is individual and the helmets can just be like whipped out, yeah, and, yeah. and inflated and then put on. I thought that was a good. A good, a good sense of design that made it very different from Silence in the Library yeah. or the other spacesuits that we see because they mm-hmm. have to like make so many spacesuits for this like show, yeah. different eras, and this was a good new one. Yeah, it you, makes it kind of makes you wonder. Um, God, I wish we could know at what points of humanity the Doctor's hitting because we've already been like right. back in oh, tenant years to the end of, of humanity. Yeah, and so I always kind of be like, God, oh, man, I wish someone would just tell me like, is this like. 15,000 years in the future. Is this 2 million years in the future? <laughs> like, so right. I would know. Because like, the spacesuits do get advanced, which is nice to see. So then you kind of wonder, well, where are we at this point in for humanity's history or mm-hmm. future? You know, Right. Also, to talk about that, the reason why he goes to this specific time and mm-hmm. place is interesting, too. Because I love the opening where we actually get to see him have a little bit of a lecture, even mm-hmm. though we don't really know what the lecture is supposed to be about. Yeah, um, Actually, we do, but I forget what I did. Uh, it's crop right. rotation. Crop rotation. Mm-hmm. Which, why is the doctor lecturing about crop rotation in the first place? Yeah. Well, that's a nice little reference to uh, Let's Kill Hitler. <laughs> Random. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> like, okay. you know, they are in a crop. They oh, make okay. crop circles. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Oh, yeah, that crop kind circles. of rotation. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, if they're looking for that. a random one, I guess that's the that's why. Just give it. it to him. But I like that he's talking about space so much just because he misses space. He right. just wants to see space. That's his... He means he's been stuck here for over a hundred years, like yeah. over a century, just mm-hmm. like at this school. And yeah. even the last couple of trips he's made... Um, still Earth-based. They're still Earth-based or Well, he went to a planet. colony. Yeah, but he, yeah. he wasn't in space itself. Yeah. Right. And he got the feeling that he missed seeing the stars firsthand and being mm-hmm. in space. So when he was looking for something, he's not going to find a place that he's just uh, that is just a nice place to hang out and look at some constellations. He actually wants to help people. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love his talk about you don't you see humanity's face when they're asking for help. Yeah. And this is and we help them and that's how they see our faces. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. yeah. The the universe. When the universe sees when the universe asks for help, what do you do? That kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought that was great. And I thought that was just great motivation for why he does it. And also what ends up happening in the end of this episode also showed that there was a price for that hubris still. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he was he wants to just go on adventure. He wants to save people, but still, maybe he shouldn't have because it actually affected him yeah. and hurt him. And yeah. that was one of the things I really liked about this episode is that the obstacles and the stakes just kept getting higher. At first, you, he couldn't access the TARDIS. Then mm-hmm. his sauna got broken. Mm-hmm. Then he was blind. Yeah. Like It just kept mounting against him just on this one whim that he decided to take. Yeah, right. It was nice for the, the Doctor to have actual consequences because I think a lot of the times... Unless it's something like a big episode where you know you know a companion's going to die or you know a companion's going to leave or something, or the doctor's going to like the, or the same doctor. thing. Like, if, yeah. Other than those major, major, major episodes where one or two of the people are going to 
die or leave. Yeah. You're right. There's very rarely lasting consequences. For the doctor. Right. Like, yeah, we could right. talk all day about how he mourns the people that die in his name. Yeah, well, the fleeting to, single yeah. one-off characters, sure. Yeah. But for our characters, rare. Yeah. Right. And it, it happened for it to happen to both of them, for them to both suffer, like... I mean, for him, it's more long-lasting. But even for Bill, to you know, to be faced with the the thought that you're going to die, and mm-hmm. that this man that you've trusted is leaving you to die, and mm-hmm. telling you you're not going to die, but you know he lies. So it was kind of like, oh, that's nice to see. I did find it weird the mom montage, which makes me think that they're montage. setting up for something else. That montage. that sequence screamed. There's more to this story. Yeah. Like before this, I could have been persuaded to that like there wasn't that it was just like something about her past Mm -hmm. and her her loss of family Mm -hmm. and moving forward from that but there's no way that that she screamed out for her mother who she barely knew yeah only has this one picture of Mm -hmm. yeah um and they flash to the photo Mm -hmm. yeah that's important. I thought it was just them saying "Happy Mother's Day, everyone." <laughs> no, this well, is but every single, no. almost every single episode we've seen a picture. Once the picture was introduced, even though there's more than one picture, this, yeah. this one particular picture was introduced. They keep going back to it. Yeah, it's a touchstone, definitely. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. trying to make us remember what the mom looks like and and keep her in our thoughts. I actually just interpreted it as her kind of feeling like this is what her mom may have felt like before she died. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. essentially, she's, in dying in that moment, she's leaving behind everyone that she, that she loves without them knowing why she would die. Mm. And so, like, her, that's right. how she connects with her mom mm. in that moment. And I think, I think it truly does both. And I think that's why it's actually a nice moment and doesn't stand out. For me, it didn't stand out as that weird, because yeah. I think it had that. Mm. But it was also another touchstone to make me realize, oh, it's going to be important. Yeah, and then there's just the way that the doctor is willing to sacrifice himself that I've never seen him do it quite that way for a companion. Like, I've seen him go on risky adventures for a companion, but it's very rare that, like, even when he was blind and he's like, well, give her my suit, like, take her out of the suit and give her mine. I was like, that's just a level of the doctor willing to sacrifice his own physical body that I I don't really recall in the past ever seeing him do before. Yeah. Which I was like, what is this well, about? Maybe he's more willing to do it with 12 regenerations ahead of him. Yeah, maybe. Like, he has 12 more yeah. set, like, set and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, as right opposed now. to, like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, okay. this is the new, a new set of 13. Because of Rivers' he, download, right? No, no. No, because uh, um, after Matt, Matt Smith was supposed to, like, in his regeneration's original set... Matt Smith was the last one. Yeah. Matt right. Smith, because of the War Doctor and Tennant having two, mm-hmm. yeah. Matt Smith was number 13 mm-hmm. of the regenerations. Capaldi only came about after the Time Lords gave him an extra set of regenerations in that Christmas special. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so Capaldi is, a fish, is like uh, volume two, uh, issue one. Okay. If yeah. you will. Uh, that helps. That helps. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that means that he has twelve more. Right. So he's like a little, probably a little more willing to be reckless yeah. with his physical right. self because he knows that if he regenerates, then he's still eleven more. But there's also, isn't there the case of that the doctor has to get back to the TARDIS in order to regenerate? Like he can, isn't it's that not, something? It's not connected to the that? TARDIS because okay. the the regenerations are built into the time yeah. themselves. But there's something about there was something a long time ago, and maybe it's changed about how. Continuity change in Doctor Who? <laughs> uh, I think it was Eccleston or maybe it was Tennant had to get back to the TARDIS um, to, to, to complete the regeneration process. Um, he needed, uh, well, that was his like second use for the Tennant uh, Doctor because mm-hmm. he, re- he, he had his, the, his like spare his hand, hand that got yeah. cut off, and that was the hand allowed him to okay. regenerate without changing his physical form. Yeah, got I feel like there's something. It's, um, Which was what the retcon was. Originally, he just used it to heal, mm-hmm. and then they retconned it to be a full regeneration. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, circling back to his, his being Capaldi's overwillingness to uh, protect Bill, he's also very very, I guess, interested in, like, keeping her calm. Like, he goes out of his way to, like, really try to joke her out of being concerned about things, Mm -hmm. which usually I feel like in the past, the Doctor would kind of break down 
why you should be scared, but also what he's going to do. Like, Tennant was very prone on being like, well, here's my plan, and here's why you shouldn't be worried. Mm-hmm. And and Matt Smith just wouldn't tell you anything. Mm-hmm. Right. He'd just let things happen, and then eventually weasel his way out. But he, this, Capaldi, right now, I don't think he did this with Clara very much, but, like, I feel like he really goes out of his way to, like, comfort her and make her feel at ease, and it may be because she's new, but, like, uh, I feel or that like... that she's his granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It Perhaps. may be because she's his current daughter, and he knows Crazy. it, and he's totally just trying to be her father figure. Mm-hmm. Right. I got you, girl. Uh-huh. You know? I mean, even if even if not literal, I think that's true figuratively. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think he sees her as, as his... Fill-in daughter, if anything. Yeah, there's a lot more father-daughter dynamic to their relationship than yeah. with Clara. That was more of a friend. Weird. I don't know I don't what know. they. Clara was. <laughs> you can't quite tell what Clara. It's it is yeah. it is funny when you break down what each one was yeah. to yeah. him, and then it gets to Clara, and you're like, I don't I don't know, because there was almost some romance there, and then there wasn't. It's yeah. just yeah. a little wet. There was sort of romance when it was Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, then when it was Capaldi, it was just like kind of a daughter, but it's felt that that lingering Smith feel is still kind of there. So yeah, it was, it, it was never it was never clear because it was like she was supposed to be like a I guess a partner is mm-hmm. the closest because she was sort of supposed right, to be partner. on his yeah. level in yeah. terms of craftiness. You did get a little bit of that. Yeah, Donna was more of a Donna was a best friend. Best yes. friend. Yeah, she was also more of a partner, even though she was kind of like down on herself. She was always. Figuring stuff out, like when I saw when they got brought Clara and they made her such a part of his life, I was like, "Well, it's kind of like Doctor Donna." I'm like, "Okay, right. but like I kind of already got this." Speaking of companions, just to cycle back to this episode, uh, Nardal, we got more Nardal. We did, oh, man. Which was I great. love Nardal. Yeah. How do you feel about Nardal? It just. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, th- he was really great. He was really fun. It did bring up a lot of questions about what is Nardal, though. He's half robot with a human head, but so, but still lungs, I guess, because he yeah he needed oxygen. He needed oxygen. And well, he his head the, would need to be to have oxygen. He's still got a human brain, and like I, yeah, I guess I think it would hurt in the void to be specific, because if it was outside in the void, then you're gonna get like you know puffy, and you're gonna. Get yeah. affected, yeah. But it must have lungs. I just assumed it was a cybernetic body with lungs. But also, in the very beginning of the episode, he says, "I'd love to see my true face." I swapped this yeah. one when I, uh, a few years ago when I was on the run. Well, yeah. there's a lot of weirdness around Nardal and what he is because yeah. he did start off as some type of human or something, right? Yeah. And yes. then his head was detached, and then the doctor reattached it. So it's like he's part. Human part robot, but he but still must have lungs that, because he yeah. has you're, this. You're right, though. That was a line that, like, they sort of just like just threw out there, skipped over and moved past. But seems like in a, in a show with the right? doctor, Someone... changing of faces is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, especially when like if you if you go back, like he was effectively Rivers' companion. Yeah, right. Back in the day, like in, in Criminal Enterprises. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably why. He probably had... Nardo probably did some like real like shady stuff. Oh, yeah. The question is, if he, if he completely changed his face, was he someone that we knew? Hmm. Right. That's my thing. Like, if he turns out to be the master, it would be weird... Because <laughs> that's too far. <laughs> yeah, because also he's he's like kind of playing dumb most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like it would be like I love the idea that he's like doctor. I I took I took the um, the fluid out, so now you can't travel because the you told fl- me uh, yeah the yeah you, you told me that it would be uh, something you can't do, and then he you know turns out the doctor lies and mm-hmm. goes. But also I love how I researched this and in. 1963, in the episode The Daleks, that's exactly why the Doctor goes into the Dalek City, because of missing fluid. Like, Mm. the same missing fluid that he referenced. Mm. So he must have fixed that in the TARDIS so it wouldn't happen again. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's nice that that seems like it could be reasonable. It's probably an intentional tie. I mean, there's the the parallels between Capaldi and Hartnell's Doctors have been more and more consistent. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he's Captain Jack Hartness. 
That'd be funny. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, he, was he never does die. eventually turn into a giant head. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> I really want to. I really would love to them to explain that. <laughs> so yeah, that he gets, he gets so that old point. that he just turns into a giant head. Just yeah, the head gets little, bigger as you right. get older. That's yeah. just a thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. Sure. Happens. Yeah. Maybe his head was floating out in space, and you know, without pressure of space, it just expands, and he's like, I can't die. Oh wow! And it just gets real, <laughs> real wild. Real and then wide. eventually falls into a jar, and he's like, "Call me Bo," and you know. Well, we know why he's called the face of well, Bo because of that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about season ten. I think I don't think we can like. I, I think the spoiler wall for season what three yeah. is uh, is fine. You don't uh, know. People could be catching up. I mean, if you haven't watched the Jack Harkness like arc, go watch it. Yeah. Like, yeah. What are you doing here? But that's like we uh, find out why his name is the face of Bowen Torchwood, right? Or is it? Mm-mm. No, that's no? not. It's, a, it's just a, a throwaway line at the end of season three where he right. says, yeah. "Like, yeah. when I was younger, they used to call me the face of Bow." Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's when you go. <gasps> 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 um, but let's but let's talk about um, no. Bill surviving. Um, the way that she survives. Because, right. like, the doctor, like, sort of lets her die mm-hmm. uh, after he, like, figures out what's happening here. Yeah. Um, and it shuts down their nervous systems, but they're still well, more or less alive. Like, no. is that what, like, I was a little bit confused by no, this. No, what it is is it shocks them and kills them by killing off their nervous system. But with her suit, it was damaged enough that it didn't have enough power right, to right. actually kill her. Just so enough to like... Just enough to knock her out. Yeah. So, which I thought actually makes sense. It was a cheat that kind of worked for me. Yeah. Especially since he's like, oh, oh, in the next room I could fix this. Mm-hmm. I think I could do this because I think I can fix the whole thing in the next room. It kind of showed him playing chess yeah. kind of ahead of the game. I don't know. How, he, how does he get her... To, how does he get her to come back? Like, what is the component of him touching her suit that gets her to, like... He kind of just, like... Does it just, like, release... Because there was, like, an air sound. Like yeah. An air release sound. Maybe he's just... I don't know. That He just pressed a magic button. Right? Yeah. That was why I thought for a moment that, like, everybody was going to come back. Like, so I thought... Glad, there was a brief moment where I thought that, like, this was, like, a way to, like, save oxygen was, like, shocking everybody into... Yeah. Stasis, yeah. Uh-huh. But some of them um, are really screwed up. Like, yeah, that's what I was confused. I was like, but that can't be it because like half of them are like really messed up. Yeah, yeah I think it, it was also because she was in the spaceship. Like a lot of them who had like the crazy faces died outside the spaceship, so True. their face did all the bloating. Right, that happens when you you know get sucked into the vacuum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she just she just got con- and she didn't even get all of the. Yeah, she just got, lines. like, a blood clot on the side of her face. She got, yeah. like, one little scar right there, yeah. which I, I think got cleared up by the end of the episode. Yes, yeah. yeah. it was healing. Um, I felt cheated a little bit. I, like, I mean, I love Bill, and I'm, I would have been sad to see her go, but the fact that he's just like, ah, oh, you know, I knew she wasn't going to die, and just, like, left her there, it, it felt like a bummer, because essentially, it reminded me of that moment when... The doctor, I guess this was Capaldi's doctor, left Clara in that robot dungeon. Yeah. And was like, don't breathe, I'm going to leave you, uh, see you later. But, like, this, it was her making her way out, and then him kind of coming back. Whereas this time, it felt like he had another plan, and then just kind of happened, like, he happened to luck into her not actually dying. Well, th- not to me, because it felt like he was, oh, the fluid, the, the reactor's in the next room. Right. I got that he knew that. He figured out, when he was trying to figure out what to do, he figured out that the suits, the corporation, mm-hmm. is yeah. actually using the suits. I, I love that double suit thing, by mm-hmm. the way. But, um, so he figured, if this is going to work at all, it's in the next room that I can solve this. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of a Hail Mary, but it made... It made sense to me because gotcha. he was able... And that's also why I like him going through the, the rounds of, okay, use my suit. Okay, mm-hmm. do this. Okay, go through all of the options. Yeah. There is seriously no other options but to let her get shocked. But I think she can survive that. And that's that's kind of what I felt. Like, it was okay. him playing the odds yeah. and he ended up winning. Yeah. Though yeah. there was always the chance that the suit was going to be like, I think the best route is outside. Yes, Totally. But I think he was he was kind of playing against those odds. Yeah. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a bit weird, but you know, I also think it was a bit weird that she was like so immediately forgiving of him. Yes, I recall with with Clara, she was pretty pissed that he yeah. left her there. So, and I think it's nice to see somebody that's willing to hug the doctor because that's yeah. I think most I've ever seen the oh doctor. Oh my god, hug. the group hug. Yeah. The group hug. When Nardal then, gets in there, yeah. he's like, but I hope eventually she's going to be like a little bit tougher on the doctor because you know you can't let everything he does fly. Right, but at the same time, I am kind of happy that we've already gotten through five episodes and there isn't that one episode where I guess we already have seen her go. What type of monster are you, Doctor? Mm-hmm. There was that conversation in the second episode, mm-hmm. but still, it's I kind of like avoiding that because we've we've. It's well Done worn. It so much. Yeah. yeah, my companions are often like, "I thought you were my friend slash father slash husband." What gave you that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yet you are a monster. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, well, not even that, but just like, mm, yeah, I guess we have had that enough. Yeah. We'll be like, you gotta be held accountable. The last um, companion that was kind of like, whatever, let's just go with the flow. No big deal. Was Rose? I feel like she was the last right. one who was kind of yeah. like. Yeah, I'll become Bad Wolf and let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And Mickey was the one. And I guess we have Nardal for that at yeah. this point to be yeah. the kind of voice of reason. I yeah. was um I was less upset like that uh Bill like managed to survive because there was a lasting result mm. for the doctor mm-hmm. okay. with the blindness. Like if they had just cured him, I think I would have been a little more upset that everything seemed to work out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the fact that like he is now the doctor is now Completely blind. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't see. Like yeah. going forward for whoever we, knows. We don't know how long. Could be the rest of this jock doctor's. Like Cavalli could be spend the rest of the season as the blind doctor. I'm Interesting. Weird. I don't think that he will. But I'm saying like yeah. they they're not saying that he's not. Well, they're hinting at because um, I went and looked it up after, and I think they are kind of. If you don't want to hear this right now, then Should potential maybe- spoiler warning. Yeah. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! There we go. Um, no, they're hinting at the possibility of, of it being two regenerations, so that oh. he's gonna toss one aside and do kind of like what Tennant did, and be I, able to like correct himself visually huh. and mm-hmm. still retain his physical Capaldi form. While we're still in spoiler county, I thought maybe they were. Gonna maybe he his blindness might be solved in next week's episode where he meets for one the Pope and hold and on don't of, give too many spoilers about next week because I want to put the yeah okay okay well we could talk about that later but he's meeting a Pope he's you know that that could be a moment to kind of get his get his blindness cured yeah yeah when he's interacting with people of a church with miracles they could play off of that somehow. I'm not. That's kind of sounds very like against. It the is, Doctor and Who I feel mentality. like if it happens, then they're still going to put some sci-fi element to it and yeah. some reasoning. But it feels like that would be a nice episode to do it in. It could yeah. be a thing yeah. where like the healing miracles are rooted in like a like some a, type of an alien, alien meta back so, thing yeah. that lives under the yeah. Vatican. Because yeah. this is the same doctor who was like, what are Americans going to do? Pray it away? <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa! But in this episode, he did, he did quote the Bible in this episode. Because mm-hmm. he said, death, where is thy sting? And that's from Corinthians. Oh. Interesting. Huh. Interesting enough. And everyone knows we're all heathens now, because we're all like, oh. oh. <laughs> hey, uh, Jewish. Uh, <laughs> I spend most of my time You would in still technically <laughs> Christianity be considered a heathen. <laughs> um, like, all right. Hey, Do you guys have any other Jewish. thoughts on like the, the the main like the space plot line of oxygen? And then I want to talk about the vault. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, I think we've talked about it because yeah. the, the best parts of it are the capitalism uh, bents and using it to pay off stuff. Oxygen like, yeah. is something that we need, and to actually uh, use it for it. money and monetize it, especially horrific. in space where it's like there's no other option. Yeah, there's no other option. Um, I love that they're like going to confront. They're like bring us to the head office. Yeah, yeah. I also like we have how a plate to make. It starts off with that Star Trek reference in, like, space, uh, the final frontier, mm-hmm. final because it's so deadly. I thought that was also a nod towards the fact that a lot of sci-fi 
forgets about just how deadly space is and how deadly the void is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Often we hear stuff. We it's not as silent. They create little. He even mentions in the beginning. We get focused on the bubbles, the spaceships, the suits, mm. and we forget how deadly the void is. But the void is always there, and so to use the void as a villain is, yeah. I think, really smart and good. Even sci-fi. his like description yeah. of what happens to your body when you go out into the void is just like, oh yeah, yeah. like you forget that. Yeah, you know, if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy two, it's like, oh yeah, that's everything he's describing is exactly what happened. It's bad. <laughs> like, it is not good. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, all right. So let's get back down to Earth. We get back, Blind Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get a lot in this episode in terms of the vault. We got Nardal like being very heavy on the Doctor for like you have to stay here. You promised, like you mm-hmm. made me promise to keep you here. Um, the main, the only main new thing that we got was our friend down there. Yeah. Oh, they, that, that was the line. The that yeah. was that was oh. what Nardal said, yeah. referring to like uh, they would know if you were injured or something. yeah, like what like what about our friend down there? Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. it is one person now. I've I always assumed it was, but yeah, we yeah. that's for well, some. Really I mean, after confirmed. last week, I assumed it had to be one person after like the piano thing. It could have been a bunch of little people dancing on the keys. That's true. You know, you never know. Some elves never on the know. shelves. Elves on the shelves. Yeah. Um, my collection of elves on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. um, and and Nardal also referred to to him, her, it, our friend as a monster or beast as well. Right. So like it could did be. He, what was what did he say? Um, he was like, well, when that door opens, that that beast down there, blah 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 hmm. blah 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 blah. Paraphrasing huh. that, yes, I believe. Yeah. right. No, exactly <laughs> as it was. Exactly. Blah, 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 blah. It's, yeah, it's. It's described as someone who's in the vault and is super dangerous. Mm. All signs pointing to the master, which makes it suspicious that. It yeah, Mister Tanoki says uh, the only question about the vault is which master is in it. Yeah, John Sam or Michelle Gomez. Yeah. True, uh, but, or if but if they don't have the master in there, that would be a nice surprise. It would be a good twist, only because like now we're what this will be six episodes yeah. in yeah. minimum that like they would have waited to reveal, and we sort of like knew like straight up from the beginning like right. it's probably the master in yeah. there. Like we had other possibilities, but mm-hmm. we're like. I'm pretty no, sure it's, it's gonna the master. Be master. Um, let's um, let's put up that. Uh, why don't we do predictions since we're predicting mm-hmm. already for the vault? Right. So let's yeah. move it into predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> Which also prediction means um, I'll open up uh, the preview for next week mm-hmm. is now fair game. Mm-hmm. In right. case anyone was sensitive to that. Because the reason that I wanted to make sure that we warn you guys is if you didn't watch it, mm-hmm. stop listening now. Missy mm-hmm. is seen last for yeah. a moment. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, in the preview, we saw Missy for a quick moment from um, past seasons. That what, was it. Yeah, that I was. I think that think was an so. old clip from. Cause I just watched that season where she uh, comes back to. Interesting. Uh, but standing behind her looked like a time lord. Well, oh, well okay. like I, I went then. and froze it, and there is a uh, a tall man with a golden like staff, okay. and like he's got a, some kind of ornate things on it. That's Next our... to all the Pope stuff, it is possible that it's a Vatican guard. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, but it also like the circle on the top of the staff lines up with Time Lords because okay. Time Lords have big staffs yeah. with circles and yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, so neck things. My prediction off of that. Is just that I think that it is John Sim in the vault, mm-hmm. the old like the the last master, mm-hmm. and it we are going to see and like that shot of Missy is from the moment is like from moments after or like recent uh, very quickly after the master's regeneration. Interesting. Well, they said that they were going to face off, and then I went back and I watched. Um, what was it called? Dark Water uh, from season eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, when she was first introduced to the doctor, she says this one, like, one offline. I was like, that'd be too crazy if he pulled from that far back. But she says something like, um, upload the brain, upgrade the body. And I was like, huh, I wonder if maybe, maybe the Missy that we know isn't the actual Time Lord master. 
but like a version oh. of him that's been uploaded oh. into a different body. And maybe the one we've been interacting with isn't because she just like she should be dead. Like right. she was uh, burnt to a crisp by um, the brigadier as a Cyberman, mm-hmm. and then she just came back like no big deal. Well, reminder about my that, like uh, that moment is because they have the, the those Cybermen had like teleportation mm-hmm. beams as well as uh, okay. disintegration beams, and they looked very very similar. Yeah, right. so I'm pretty sure they just like were like they hit her with a, a teleportation beam instead. Yeah. Right. But that would the... be a way to play on the two masters meeting each other if she is just like his his uh, brain uploaded into a different Yeah, that's yeah. true. Being. Also, I could see that maybe Missy appears in next week because they're talking about something that's happened in the past mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. see kind of like this is the problem the Vatican is having, and it's all because of this Missy. And yeah. so we well, yeah. cut back. Because when we do meet Missy, it is because she essentially created heaven. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, like, going through the years, making heaven a thing. So if the Vatican is based off of a mythology that Missy created, yeah. then essentially there are going to oh. be issues. And it, it, either way, we're tying it back to season eight. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. We're I mean, tying it all the way back. Those are yeah. the, the I, I would fully expect Moffat to do something like that. Yeah, because I don't think season eight is too far back. Just think about how season seven ended, uh, and tying back to the silence, mm-hmm. right back mm-hmm. to like that's this whole arc. Like I, I fully believe that Moffat is is a strong enough writer to have planted those seeds, or at the very least. Notice what he had done before yeah. and use it again. But he's like, I didn't mean to do this, but <laughs> I'm going right. to use it now. Uh, yeah. Which I think it's like it, it's one of those games that like you can never know mm-hmm. what was planned and what was like a happy accident. Yeah, uh, with the long running plot lines like that. True. But I think we can all agree it's probably the master. Though an alternative, uh, yes, please. Fact, no, an alternative <laughs> theory. <laughs> I think if it's not the master, it could be like young Davos, because we never know what happened at the end of that that story when he decides to leave Davos alive. It could be that he decided to lock him away mm-hmm. instead of killing him. Yeah, true. I, although, like, I'm doubting more like my own theory that I said before, and like any anything where it's like a past version of someone where we know where their future is. Because what's the point? At that, at, I mean, because like then the, if if he's like if he's locking away John Sim and we and he knows that the John Sim master eventually turns into Missy, yeah, then he's like delaying the inevitable mm-hmm. because John like they have he knows like the way the time works like they have to break out and regenerate at some point. Yeah, yeah. I it, we we watched how many seasons of Every Song knowing that exact thing, so I don't think it would be. Yeah. You know, out of their River of their was sort thoughts. of an anomaly, yeah. though. Yeah. The whole living... Their like we were watching backwards. that, mm-hmm. yeah. and we already know her. That end. reminds me of the thing that intrigued me of, of the teaser for next week's episode, is uh, he brings out River's journal. Mm. Yeah. When he's talking, there's a shot. Well, it's his journal, because her journal's already uh, still... It's at the library. That's right. where they left it. But they both had journals, because the last time... One of the last few times we see them, we see them... Um, her, yeah, comparing notes. Comparing notes. With but the Matt is, Smith one. It is curious to bring... But everything in that journal has something to do with River, for the most part, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he doesn't really oh, keep yeah, a journal. right. Up. It was coming out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a close-up shot of, of him bringing that out, and I found that, like, real That's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. And real cool. And what does that mean? Yeah. And will we see... I mean, I guess we wouldn't see Rivers, but, like, because she wouldn't recognize his face. Unless he did go back in the, you know, however many years we have not seen the doctor. Unless he did go back to the library and go grab her journal. Yeah. I don't think it's unreasonable that he got a hold of it. Yeah. um, Yeah. And stored it away. I didn't want those spoilers. Um, Yeah. I'm curious to see how angry the Catholic Church is going to be after next week's episode. (laughs) Hopefully not that angry. I mean, this Pope's a pretty cool guy. He's a cool Pope. True. He's like, He gets what fiction is. (laughs) He's also like, yeah, the Big Bang Theory and evolution. He's like, what else is new, bro? (laughs) Like, you can have both. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree know. with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although this episode would have been written before that, so I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. 
Yeah. But well, we've always uh, known Francis has been on the line with that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's like much more chill. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, I think uh, unless anybody has any other predictions. Um, I'd like to say to be contrarian, I still like the idea that it's the evil doctor in that. Mm. The Valiard. The Valiard. Mm-hmm. Who I always forget the name of. But <laughs> yes, since I heard you talk about the Valiard, I'm going to say it's the Valiard. Sure. Um, into it. Into it. Do it. If, if we're going to... I really hope we don't like do a double like regeneration thing again because look at how much work I had to do just to explain what the hell happened with Tennant and then mm-hmm. Smith and then Capaldi. Yeah. I really, it's only going to get worse. I think it's and just going to be um, more of a maybe it'll just be like how River used her energy, and so it, it, it you know they're not going to like s- slice that from his right. from it his would count. Certainly, right. uh, be an interesting twist if mm-hmm. let's say one <laughs> one version of the master used some regeneration energy to help the doctor. Mm. Um, it would certainly fill everyone watching with a wait. Who am I supposed to root for now? I also like the idea of if he regenerates to someone briefly and then regenerates out of it, I want it to be John Hamm. Because I feel like John Hamm (laughs) is always playing characters on TVs where he shows up and you think he's going to be a big deal and then he gets killed off right away. I love it if that, just to make everyone freak out, it's an American! And then it's a (laughs) British. And then they're back. He goes away. That'd be great. Oh, man. Oh, man. I would watch a John Hamm doctor. I don't (laughs) never do it, but it would be Incredible! No, if we could get just like a one-off, just like a quick one episode, and then he dies, it's mm-hmm. a waste of a regeneration. But what uh, I'll BBC, take it. Yeah. even if, just do a what if? Yeah, I'll, that's do a what if, and I'll enjoy the hell. You know, out of <laughs> alternate timeline, and we meet. Just the go, American go doctor. ham, go ham on it all the way. Oh, yeah. dang. And but, on that note, yeah. that's going to do it for the Doctor Who After Show here at After Buzz TV. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, I have been your host, Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Also, uh, be sure to tune in right after this for the Leftovers After Show. It's going to be a big, fun time because Kevin Carroll, who plays John on the Leftovers, is joining us live in studio to oh, talk cool. about tonight's episode, cool. which is freaky as all. I can't even, I can't even nothing. begin. Ooh. Say nothing. So I'm saying nothing, except say that nothing. this is my face at the end of it. It's just like... Say nothing. Hmm. Don't even make that face. <laughs> Tari? I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And Dave I'm Child. Dave Child. And you can find me at MRDaveChild or DaveChild.com. Tune in tonight at 11 for another crazy episode of American Gods. Ooh, that's a weird-ass show. Yeah. It is a weird-ass show. Uh, I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. You can also catch me on Thursdays for The Handmaid's Tale and also uh, The Unproduced Table Read on Popcorn Talk. Uh, and if you ha- aren't watching us th- on YouTube, uh, I think there's a little less oxygen in the studio today just based on what Tari and Dave are doing. I'm not even describing to you. You have to tune in to at youtube.com slash afterbuzztv to find out. Yeah. Uh, guys, this has been the Doctor Who After Show. Thank you for gigging out with us. Thank you. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Bye. Oh, my God. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.